Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Cozy Show Podcast. Alrighty. Okay, so, wow. That's pretty much the word of the day, as far as my podcast um, is concerned. Why I say that is because, you know, well, in this case, the reason being is because there's so much news to talk about, plenty of news to go around, plenty to discuss and talk about, so... Um, before I do that, um, let me just uh, say that um, I'm very excited to do this episode of the podcast because I am more than ready to, of course, um, you know, perform the art of spoken word, if you will. <laughs> so, there we go. But anyway. Let's get right into it. Don't waste anybody's time, especially not any of your time. You know, you listeners, you audience members, and fanatics of this podcast. Um, I I wouldn't want to have it any other way. I don't want to waste your time. Don't want to, you know, don't want to burn any more of the midnight oil. Don't want to burn any more daylight. So let's get right into it. Okay, let's do that. So, it is August 25th, um, and of course it's 5 o'clock somewhere, (laughs) right? But, um, all jokes aside, in all seriousness, um, I watched one of these morning shows like I always do, right? But... Here's um, the catch. It came with a little twist. Like, there was so much news that came um, out of this episode that I just could not pass up. So, I just couldn't ignore it. And so, I want to get right into that news right now. Here we go. First and foremost, uh, I would be remiss uh, if I didn't mention um, that, you know, Michael Strahan was on the call, and of course, you know, one of the other African-American gentlemen was also uh, on the uh, broadcasting team. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head but to have them both on the show along with uh, the usual cast members that you would typically see um, on you know this particular morning show that I watched um, it was a great show and I'm so glad that I was able to watch this because 
it's not often that I get to really get into these, you know, these, uh, you know, into this type news, like, uh, media topics, um, non-sports news, you know, current events, all that stuff, but not even that, just, like, celebrity news and, you know, international, national and international type stuff, anyway, so it was nice to see, uh, you know, the likes of Michael Strahan, um, be part of, you know, this morning show, um, but it was also nice to see, um, you know, one of the other African-American gentlemen that's also, um, a big time part of their show, so that was very nice, anyway, let's move on, so first things first, some of you may have heard of monkeypox by now. Um, there's been about 13 pediatric uh, cases uh, of monkeypox at this time. And the numbers are changing by the day. And some of these states have already been affected by monkeypox. And I'm just going to list a few off the top of my head. Uh, well, obviously, there's the state of New York, <laughs> um, uh, the, but Georgia is also a state that has had reported monkeypox cases. Um, Florida has seen um, some instances of monkeypox. Um, California also has some confirmed cases of monkeypox. Oregon, you know, I would throw them in there as well. They also have, you know, issues that they're dealing with. So, you know, states like, well, not even states like, like, this is like real, real talk. So, the states that are affected are Washington, Oregon, California, New York, Georgia, Florida, and Indiana. So that's quite a few states that are affected. And I certainly, excuse me, last but certainly not least, you'd also have to include Maine in this conversation as well. All these states are currently affected by the monkeypox outbreak um, and you know when it was first reported it was um, it was suspected to be more common among you know homosexuals and you know people from that community but it's not limited to you know, that particular group of people. Um, it, it can happen to kids, older people, you know. It can happen to people around, you know, my, my age. Um, and 
some of you can probably already tell I'm pretty young, and I am, but people at my age are getting it. So, you know, nobody's immune to this disease. Um, your best protection is prevention. So, definitely get these um, monkeypox vaccines when they become readily available and act accordingly. But in any case, we move on. So, the Uvalde uh, school police chief got fired. Um, and then this comes after, you know, that Uvalde school massacre that saw about 20 people lose their lives. Um, and so... It, it, it showed and reflected basically kind of what most of us already knew, that this was, you know, very uh, careless, negligent, reckless, and those kids were abandoned. So to have some sort of closure, some sort of justice, and some sort of, you know, response to what took place here that's a step in the right direction but I think they have a little bit further to go I feel like this isn't you know this isn't the um this isn't even by any means this isn't you know over by any stretch this is by no means over just because the police chief got fired does not necessarily mean that the Uvalde school um, police department um, isn't accountable. Um, you know, they're still responsible for what took place. They should be held accountable and they, they should be held liable for what took place. And in my eyes, they're all guilty. Um, any of those who were, you know, involved, you know, in that particular incident. Uh, I guess I should take that back. Um, I say that all officers that were involved in that mishandling of this particular situation... I feel like they're all guilty in my eyes. I wouldn't necessarily say that every Uvalde school police officer is corrupt or anything among those lines, but what I am saying is any of the Uvalde officers that took place um, you know, in the Uvalde school shooting massacre that didn't act accordingly they're all guilty in my eyes, but in any case, we move on. Okay, so, um, the two stars that, um, the two stars that, you know, are featured in the reality-based series, Mike, which is now on Hulu, 
I do believe. You'll have to look on Hulu to see if that's correct or not. But um, they came on to one of these morning shows and really got into the gist of what the experience of making this movie was like. So you had this guy that looks somewhat similar to Mike Tyson in some respects, but um, he told his side of the story, what he experienced in his experience of the movie. And so you had some other gentleman by his side and they both opened up about their experiences shooting this film. And, of course, um, I have to address the elephant in the room, Don King, <laughs> and his uh, unruly hairstyle, you know, the Don King actor, I shouldn't say the actual Don King, but the, um, the uh, role player that is uh, playing the role of Don King, his hair has left a lot to be desired. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, but to see the actor playing Don King, like I said, that hairstyle has left a lot to be desired. But uh, um, bad hair days aside, <laughs> um, this should be an interesting series. So, uh, Go on Hulu and see if it's on there and go ahead and check it out. But uh, let's move on and talk about... Um, let us talk about the... Um, let's talk about the collaboration that took place between Olivia Rodrigo as well as... Uh, What's his name? See, I was reading about this. Oh, Billy Joel. Okay. So, there was a nice collaboration between celebrities. So, kind of like a celebrity crossover performance, if you will. Um, of course, in New York City. The city so... Nice, you gotta name it twice. New York, New York. And they played in, of all places, Madison Square Garden, which is, which just so happens to be the world's most famous arena. Um, when it comes to professional sports, professional wrestling, um, you know, uh, professional musicians, artists, uh, professional performers, celebrities, and all that. And there goes an old saying, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. And so, to have this celebrity crossover take place in New York City, in Madison Square Garden... In Manhattan, you know, in the tri-state area, you know, in 
you know, the city that never sleeps, the list goes on and on. To have that take place, I mean, I heard a song, I heard, well, excuse me, I heard the song, uh, one of them, no, excuse me, they performed Uptown Girls, so that was really nice to hear, and I'm sure they played some other classes, excuse me, some other classics as well, but Uptown Girl was definitely one uh, song that stood out, so that was pretty nice, but uh, it was, again, very nice to see uh, two celebrities doing a celebrity crossover performance, uh, if you will, and what better place to do it than, of course, New York City, Manhattan, Times Square, the Tri-State area, Madison Square Garden. I mean, what better place to perform and to play and to showcase their skills and to showcase their showmanship than over there? Like I said, and I'll say it again, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's the city so nice. You know, you got to name it twice. New York, New York. Um, and of course, like I said, again, it's Madison Square Garden, which just, excuse me, it's Madison Square Garden, which just so happens to be the world's most famous arena. Um, so regardless of what activities being taken place, whether it's professional sports, professional wrestling, or professional musicians looking to perform, this is the mecca for all entertainment and the best venue for entertainment value. I mean, some of the best performances that has ever happened in any and I mean any uh, activity or professional sport, professional wrestling event, or slash events. So some of the best professional, you know, all that. Some of the best, you know, some of the best um, professional sports moments have happened there. Some of the best professional wrestling moments have happened there. Some of the best professional moments have happened there. That is the place to be and be seen. Um, just like when in the disco era, Studio 54 was the place to be and to be seen. So, like I said, just like in the disco era, when Studio 54 in the late 70s was the place to be and be seen was the mecca for the New York disco movement and the movement of disco in general. That was the mecca of the disco era, the disco movement, the disco, uh, the disco years, right? But 
Same thing with Madison Square Garden. So basically what I'm trying to say here is what Studio 54 was to the disco era, to the disco movement, the disco years, is what Madison Square Garden is to professional wrestling, to professional sports, to professional musicians. It's, you know, basically the same uh, value, the same entertainment, the same, um, the same uh, anticipation for the value for the event. So, make of that what you will. But in any case, we move on. Okay. So, what else do we have here? Um, okay, so, there was a topic that came out, and it talked about how teachers in Ohio, uh, and when I say Ohio, um, specifically Columbus, um, and I talked about this on one of my previous episodes of this podcast, but, you know, it shows, you know, teachers on strike, you know, pushing for and looking for and hoping for better working conditions, you know, looking for, you know, smaller classrooms, uh, Heating and air conditioning conditions, looking for more of that. And I think they might be looking for more art and, you know, orchestra and band related activities, maybe. Uh, maybe that's part of it too. You'll have to look that up to see if that's accurate or not. But those kind of things, things among those lines, alright, something among those lines, something like that, and it's unclear to me if the teachers union, um, or at least that specific, you know, or at least that specific section of it, um, the teachers union, it's going to be interesting to see how that specific branch of the teachers union in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, um, because sometimes when the teachers union in that particular jurisdiction or vicinity, you know, or area, sometimes. They go on strike and they win or they lose outright. So we'll see what happens with that. But in any case, again, like I have always been doing, like I always say, let's move on. Okay, what else? Um, okay, so there was this article that also came out it's about a book that is 50 years in the making a long time coming but it showed um, two people 
um, you know, who created this book, right? It's called the, the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, or something along those lines, right? And the two authors, the two owners of this book, their husband and wife, as far as I can remember, again, you'll have to check that up. You'll have to check that out online to see if that is the case, but I do believe that that's the truth. Um, but you, you had husband and wife, author and author, uh, writer and writer, discuss about their book that has been on display and on sale and access to the public for half a decade, okay? And this book that's called, what was it? The, the Terrible, Horrible, or the Horrible, Terrible, No Good, Very Bad Day book. It is one of the best, if not the best, children's books of all time. And to this day, um, it is read to children in, in schools, and it's a timeless classic. Um, so, it goes to show you, that book is timeless, it's ageless. You know, it's all of it priceless but goes to show you that's the power of you know that's the power of the art of spoken word that's the power of literature that's the power of you know the power of of the story of a book you know it's the power of you know, all that, so, there you go, make of it what you will, but in any case, like I like always to say, as I transition from one topic to another, let's move on, okay, what else do we have here, so, I know I've been saying this for a couple episodes on this podcast, but I can't stress it enough, um, Ozuna will be performing tomorrow, on Good Morning America, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of music this guy does. I'm not too familiar with him, like, at all. <laughs> so, um, I'm personally excited for what's going to take place. But at the same time, I have low expectations. And I'll go as far as to say I have no expectations at this time. That way, if I'm surprised and they knock my socks off... Um, Ozuna more specifically then I'll be just in shock and awe right but if I come in with expectations and you know uh, high standards and you know looking for you know groundbreaking performance I mean, that's not fair to the artist, that's not fair to, 
um, the musician. That's not fair to the performer. Um, so, I tend to give the benefit of the doubt to performers, especially performers that I don't know, because you can't judge a book by its cover. But in any case, we move on. What else can I talk about here? Okay, so... Some of you may have heard that the housing market... Um, its rate is starting to decrease, or has decreased. Um, you know, it's decreased, or is going to decrease, one or the other. It's either decreased or going to decrease or has decreased and it's gotten to the point that it's so much so that it's you know it's the lowest I guess it's been in three years right so that's crazy at the same time though you gotta consider all these options you know Renting versus buying. What are the benefits and drawbacks? What are the... What are the benefits? What are the detriments? All that. Um, you also got to do your homework. Do your research. Gotta, you got to uh, do your due diligence. Um, you have to really know what you're doing. And maybe I would even go as far as to say have like a, maybe an agent or a contractor or, you know, an advisor, you know, to, you know, just to have your back, right? Because you don't want to get ripped off, especially in today's market. Um, inflation has gone through the roof, which is why you see, you know, prices for food are higher than they've been in a long time. Gas prices have been at times more expensive than I can remember. Um, and not just that. But, you know, you know, I think the price for everything kind of goes up. If gas prices are affected, if, you know, housing prices are affected, food prices are affected, then normally the price for everything else will be affected as well. But anyway, let me stay on track here. So, it all goes back to... The conversation about the housing market has, excuse me, it's going to be decreased or is decreasing or has decreased, something like that, right? Um, and it's done so, so much to the point where it's the lowest it's been in about three years, so. It's very interesting stuff. Um, so, 
But again, you got to consider the options at your disposal. You got to consider, you know, a whole bunch of factors. You got to consider a whole bunch of options, right? What are the benefits? What are the detriments? What are the pros and cons? What are the, you know, what, all of that. You gotta do your homework, do your research, you know, things of that nature. But you also have to, um, you know, just do your due diligence. Um, what are the pros and cons? What are the, you know, what are the benefits and drawbacks? What are the benefits and detriments? All that. And I could think of all of that. Compare and contrast. All that stuff. Right? Um, what are the ups, the downs? You know, what are the positives? What are the negatives? Any way you want to describe it. Right? But that's what you got to do in today's market. And that's the way it has always been in the market. So, definitely take advantage of this opportunity while you can. Because it's not guaranteed to last. And it's certainly not guaranteed to last long. So, make of that what you will. But in any case, we move on. Alrighty then, where are we here? Okay, so there's this, that, and the other thing, right? But what really caught my attention was an article about um, Harry Styles, more specifically his girlfriend. Okay, so an article came out that she was given legal papers at her workplace her job at work and she apparently was very stunned shocked she was distraught um, her body language and her facial expressions didn't necessarily didn't necessarily tell that story but you could kind of see it a little bit like, she's not herself at that moment. She's not... She's not feeling what she's saying, what she's doing, how she's... How she's coming across. You could feel just a little bit of... Ooh, this is a sticky situation here. Do I stay? Do I go? All that. And so, one of the stars from Ted Lasso, and of course, his former partner, which just so happens to be Harry Styles' girlfriend now, um, she opened up about the, you know, situation, basically saying, um... To know that he would do this doesn't surprise me. Um, but to do it at my workplace, you know, to do it, you know, at my work, at my job, 
um, that's just mean and hateful and resentful. Um, that's a low blow, in other words. It's below the belt. Okay? That's basically what she's trying to say. At the same time, she's also not necessarily attacking her former partner's character. So there's no character assassination, uh, excuse me, there's no character assassination whatsoever. She's not attacking his character. She's not painting him in a bad spotlight. She's not um, necessarily even trying to disrespect him. But what she is saying and what she did say is, you know, there's a reason why I divorced him. You know, the kids, what they dealt with is something no kid should have to deal with. You know, so... Make of that what you will, but I'm not going to get too far into that. I don't want to get into all the details, and that's not really. Uh, I, I don't know if I really uh, have much of a say about this particular stuff anyway, so let's move on. Okay, so. All right, what else do we have here? Okay, so I found this um, to be a topic of interest. So in Alabama, right, an African-American man got, uh, let's just say, um, stopped by two officers, right, for watering, um, I guess his neighbor's plants or backyard, um, flowers or whatever you call garden and, you know, uh, lawn, whatever. And they didn't have probable cause to, you know, take action such as that they didn't have they didn't have um, any initiative whatsoever they didn't have any any warrant for his arrest or anything like that they didn't have anything on him right and quite frankly uh they didn't really give him uh, much of a reason to be stopped or pulled over by law enforcement, which he was. Um, and you could see that the man was agitated, irritated, aggravated. He was angry. But at the same time, he also knew him being an African-American man and how some of these incidents with police officers have taken place, he knew better than to make a scene and, you know, make this into something it's not 
and to, um, you know, any of that stuff. Not to cause a scene, not to make it something it's not, not to, um, not to, you know, not to be doing the most, you know, not do too much, basically. And I respect that a lot. And I think some of that patience, I think some of that um, willingness to create restraint all stems from his current, um, what, what, what should I call it? It all stems from his current, um, let's say, occupation, right? Let's just say it, um, that his net, excuse me, let's just say that his occupation, um, him being a religious man, him being a pastor, um, in a church, um, definitely helped with his patience, his resolve, his, um, willingness to create restraint, all of that, right? And here's the craziest part. They asked for his ID, which he refused to give, right? But then it gets even weirder. Like the 911 caller comes around the block, explains why she called the police. She said, and these are her words, and I quote, these are her words, not mine. She said, get this, she said that she didn't call the police um, to call the police on him. She called the police because she saw some man around him. She didn't know who that guy was or where he was from. And basically, she just wanted to have a welfare check done, um, which I don't know if that was the smartest move or the most considerate move or the most, um, I don't know if it was the most uh, appropriate thing to do, but that's what she did. And at the very least, she explained herself for her actions. But then, and this work gets crazier, but then the pastor's wife comes along, right? And she, you know, advocates for her husband. And the white, or in this case, Caucasian lady, um, pled the pastor's case as well. But here's the thing, right? They were listening to the Caucasian lady that called the police um, around that vicinity, around that area, right? Around that jurisdiction. But at the same time, while they were listening to what she had to say, they were not listening to what the African-American had to say. They were not listening to him. They were 
you know, giving him the cold, the cold shoulder, the silent treatment. They're ignoring him, basically. And I gotta, you know, tip my hat to the guy, you know, for him to show that amount of patience and that amount of resolve and create restraint and let cooler heads prevail, keep his calm, keep his composure, that to me was a class act. And that's what that man is. He is a class act. Okay, so I don't have a whole lot of time to talk about much more on, about what I saw on this morning show. And I think you can see why, because, well, reason number one, I have about 15 minutes of airtime on this podcast episode, episode 68 of the Coast of Show podcast, but that's not the only reason why. Um, this morning show was stacked from top to bottom, and this, I do believe, is the first time that I can remember that... The first, what, um, or let's just say not the first, but 45 minutes of a 60-minute episode of the podcast was taken over by non-sports news, media, current events, things of that nature, right? Um, so to have that happen is quite an accomplishment for me, and that just shows you how far this podcast has gone since November 1st when I created it. Anyway, let's move on because I'm running out of air time and don't want to waste any of your time as I'm trying to save time on this episode of the podcast. So here we go. All right, three more things about this morning show and then I'm going to move on to the usual stuff, you know, your professional wrestling professional sports news and try to freestyle a little bit on this podcast before this podcast episode ends so here we go okay so it was good to see the good morning america cast as as i typically do in the morning um and to see them in a good mood you know to see them with positive energy and optimism, they really make that show great. And ever since I've watched that show, since around this time last year, um, I really have been inspired by what they do. And they're one of my main resources for this podcast. So, uh, my hat goes out to you. Shout out to you and thank you to cast of Good Morning America and some of these other morning shows. They're one of my resources for this podcast and they keep this podcast, uh, they help keep this podcast going. So there you go. Okay, so of course some of you may well know the situation going on between Russia and Ukraine. I'm not going to get into all the details, but I'll, I'll say this and I'll end it here. When it comes to this particular topic, um, please send your good vibes, prayers, and well wishes to um, the country of Ukraine um, and its soldiers, its civilians, its government. Um, they're in a dire situation right now. And to know that they've 
had um, their Independence Day or they're going to have it or they're going to have it soon or something like that. They're supposed to have their Independence Day around this time. So to know that Russia has, or in their mind, Russia has, is planning to do some heinous things to their neighbors to the left side of the map. Um, just send your prayers, your well wishes, your good vibes, your optimism, your positivity. Because Ukraine needs all that and more around this point in time. So, please bear with me and thank you for taking the time to do that. So, if you're a Christian or a Catholic or whatever faith you believe in, please send your prayers, well wishes, and your good vibes and your optimism, your positivity their way. They need it because... Um, they're going through a hard time right now and they need your help. So thank you. Finally, I want to talk about one more thing about this morning show or one of the morning shows I should say that I watched. Okay. Um, so what really, and this is my favorite topic that I, I saw and wanted to talk about on one of these morning shows. So, a studies or, or a survey came out, right, that um, religion and faith and cardiovascular health all go hand in hand in hand. Um, so, and it talked about how if you're a religious person and you have private prayer, you know, you have a, you say your vitamins, save your prayers. You know, I know that's Hulk Hogan quote, and that's professional wrestling, which I'm going to get to in a minute. But, you know, things like that, you know, eat your vitamins, save your prayers, um, do private prayer, um, join your local community church, um, and obey your faith. And eat a well-balanced diet, exercise, um, monitor your blood sugar, your blood pressure, all that stuff. You'll be living a healthy life. That's what I can tell you. And you'll probably live a long life. And just remember, longevity is the key. Okay, so I don't have a bunch more airtime, but I'm going to try to talk about what I can before this episode of the podcast is over. So here we go. So I'd normally talk about professional sports right after. I'll talk about what I wanted to discuss on the morning shows that I watch. But I'm going to take things in a different direction here. Let's talk about professional wrestling, okay? So, first things first. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, John Moxley, who is known as Dean Ambrose in WWE, has won the AEW Championship along with the, you know, put it put it this way. He was the midterm slash interim champ, but now 
He's also the undisputed AW champion. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page and Dean Ambrose. Or in this case, John Moxley. I apologize for that. John Moxley, please don't, you know, show criticism my way or send criticism my way. You know, uh, it's your prerogative. Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever. But anyway, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the storyline. Are they going to make it uh, uh, a, a trio storyline where they do a series of matches with each other, like a triple threat or, you know, something like that, a three-way dance, you know, uh, whatever you call it. Are they going to do something like that? You know, uh, three-way dance, triple threat. Um, I, I have no idea what they're going to do here, but we'll see. Um, things are picking up. Business picking up right about now, and that's what I like to see. Okay, a couple more things when it comes to professional wrestling. Um, so I've been watching the documentary slash biography slash series um, from A&E about Adam Copeland slash Edge um, and it's been one of the better series that I've watched I've seen the one with Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels D-Generation X the list goes on and on and on but this this is a episode of the series worth watching. So if you're a professional wrestling fan, please do check this out. You will not be disappointed. Okay, what else? Okay, finally, um, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns are scheduled to have their championship bout scheduled um, in not too long from now. Um... At Clash of the Castle, where Roman Reigns will defend his Universal Championship and WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. Um, you know, around Drew McIntyre's territory. That's his home turf. That's his, you know, his area, which he grew up. That's his... That's his backyard, so I would not be surprised. I know this is a hot take. I know this is a um, bold prediction. I know this is a, for lack of a better term, this is a, you know, out there prognostication but I do believe that if anyone can defeat Roman Reigns um, for both of those championship titles, I do believe that it would be Drew McIntyre. And it would be at this stage, at this event. So stay tuned to be continued. Okay, so running out of air time here, so I'm going to try to talk about what I can before this episode ends. All right. Let's talk about the NBA. So the Lakers are, well, not even are. They have acquired Patrick Beverly, 
so they decided to send uh, Horton Tucker over to the Jazz as well as um, some other player you'll have to look it up online for the general information on that but that's what's you know in the NBA so far so there you go let me talk about the MLB just briefly you know Major League Baseball of course you have the Dodgers which is the best team in baseball right now I do believe they're going to be the first to clinch a playoff spot and maybe even clinch home field advantage throughout the postseason. But in any case, stay tuned to be continued. Let's move on. Okay, finally, I want to talk about the NFL and try to freestyle on this podcast for a little bit because I don't have much airtime and want to make the most of it. So here we go. Okay, uh, so... A lot's been made of my New England Patriots struggles from Mac Jones to the offense to, you know, not having an offensive coordinator between Joe Judge or Matt Patricia. But I've probably said this on one of my episodes of this podcast, don't sleep on the Patriots. Don't count them out. Do not, and I repeat, do not um, overlook the New England Patriots. They're the six-time champs, uh, and they've reigned over the NFL for two decades, 20 years. You have the greatest coach in NFL history, Bill Belichick, on the sideline. You have former coach of the Detroit Lions in Matt Patricia on the sideline. You have Joe Judge the former coach of the New York Giants, on the sideline. I do believe that somewhere along the line, they will find a way to make this work. And yes, they've been splitting coaching duties between both of them. Sometimes it's Matt Patricia, sometimes it's Joe Judge. But it's not easy to replace what Josh McDaniels can do. And he's now the coach of the Raiders... Um, and here's what he had to say, and I'll say it quick. He said, um, I admire the kid. I wish I had more time with him. Um, I wish him nothing but the best. So we'll see what happens, but I truly do believe that they'll be fine. But anyway, let's freestyle a little bit on this podcast, and that's all the show I have for you today. So here we go. Let me say this one more time, and then I'm not going to say it anymore. So I'm going to read the book, It's Better to Be Feared, once I can finish the book called The Book of Bones, as well as the first agreement's companion book, because Tom Brady read it and inspired me to read it as well. So there you go. Also, um, what else? So opening day in the NFL will take place around September 8th or September 11th. You'll have to look it up online for the general information on that. But stay tuned. This should be a good NFL season. What else? Uh, Chet Holmgren is out for the season. He injured his foot at the program. So make of that what you will. Serena Williams will be at the U.S. Open. This will be our last event. And we'll see what happens from here. Um, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy will do an event for golf. But that's... That's all the time I have for today. Thanks for watching.